Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you're welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you're very welcome. The Master's Voice is available on several platforms, such as Apple and Google and Spotify and SoundCloud in audio format, if you prefer to listen in podcast format. In video format, I'm here on YouTube in English as the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, I'm also here on YouTube in Spanish as Canal Profetico, La Voz del Señor. I'm also on Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And I will endeavor to leave those links underneath the video. If they're not left immediately, I will try to come back at a different time and update the description box. Today's prophecy is a prophecy that I received last night, and the Lord really wanted this word to go up. But for various reasons, I was simply unable to prepare it in time. It became very late, and I decided that I would do it first thing in the morning. And so today's prophecy is not a new prophecy. It has been coming uh, here on the Master's Voice for at least, let me see, 2020, 2021, 2022. This would be the fourth year that I am proclaiming this prophecy. It first came, I think, around about the middle of the year. And what the Lord is doing with these prophecies is there are certain themes on the Master's Voice that never change. Russia and China is one of those themes. It's one of the first prophecies that I started making videos with. It's one of the oldest prophecies that I received. I think around 2014 was the first time that the Lord just started showing me dreams and showing me scenes of Russia here in the United States being very savage and very vicious not a situation of sending nukes and bombs and everything, but actual presence. They will have a physical presence here in the United States. They will come. It will be an invasion from the land, from the sea, and from the sky. So that's one of the themes. Another theme is that America will be hit with diseases. Another theme is that America would have, um, America is going to have severe judgments, natural judgments, floods and fire, and even lava. Lava was one of the most amazing things, one of the most amazing prophecies that I've ever heard from God that America is going to suffer um, extremely weak ground and the ground is just literally going to tear open in some places and the lava is going to come out like water. So the kind of lava that we will have here as a judgment and a punishment upon the land is not going to be any kind of slow, thick moving lava like you see has been erupting for about two years in Hawaii. It is going to be the ground will suddenly rip open and there will be a literal lava fountain beneath it that will come out and it moves with the speed of water. And what I saw is that it was a judgment of God upon the United States of America for sin, for the gross sins, for the crimes, for the atrocities, for the extremely rebellious nature of the people of this country, for having a stiff neck and a proud tongue that resists the Lord. And so there are themes of natural disasters, this Russia and China, and along the spectrum of things, that I have covered here over the last three years in video and four years in print on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. You can find that at www.the-masters-voice.com. One of the themes that was introduced around about the middle part of the year, a theme that I had not heard from God previously and that also surprised me, is civil war. God has brought the word of civil war since the middle of 2020. The two prophecies are war is coming and prepare for war. One was in July of 2020. One was in August of 2020. And once those two prophecies entered in, God has repeatedly returned to discussing civil war, what civil war is, what it really means for a country. 
He has highlighted that people in America have no concept of war, that war to America is a game that they watch on TV. War is one of America's exports. This nation goes to other countries and causes them devastation, causes them extreme loss of life, causes them destruction of national security, causes them destruction of their physical infrastructure, bombs them, um, takes what they have, pillages them and marauds them, and then brings back the spoils of war to her country. And God says that nobody should say that it is the government fault because Americans have supported all the wars that have been waged. The small minority, for instance, that was protesting Vietnam, it didn't stop the government. The majority of people felt that the Viet Cong needed to be ta taught a lesson. And there is a comprehensive prophecy here on the master's voice where the Lord brought me to show what kind of carnage and what kind of disease that thing that America created called Agent Orange caused in that country more than 60 or 70 years ago and how the effects of that are still manifesting as sickness and terrible disfigurement in the people of that country today. So God is basically saying that America wages war, but a vicious kind of war whereby she wages it from a distance so that no harm is caused to those who fight the wars, no harm is caused to those who plan the wars, and no harm is caused to those who support the wars. It's, it's an amalgam of agreement that has very, very little cost um, of America. And one of the secretaries of state, I think it was Madam Madeleine Albright, is on record as saying that if America has goals and objectives to achieve and hundreds of thousands of people die as they did in Iraq, that is simply collateral damage. So no one can pretend that they don't know these things, that they've never heard these things. It is only the younger generation that is not up to date of the history of their own country because they're on Facebook and Snapchat staring at each other using filters and taking 200 pictures of themselves per hour. They are the ones who are behind on the truth of what America does. God is not behind on the truth of this nation. And my job as I serve the Lord is to bring out all the information. So to those who hear the information on the master's voice and say, my politics are showing, all I can say to you is that your ignorance is showing, your cognitive dissonance is showing, and also a deep spiritual confusion whereby you think that the Lord will bring forth words at this juncture in time, and then you can say something back and because you are upset or you are angry, or you mock it, or you say it will never happen, something in your heart actually convinces you that just by the movement of your lips, what you're saying will overturn the word of the Lord, but it shall not. God's word is eternal and God's prophecies to America are not conditional. This is what the Lord was putting on my heart before I put the camera on. I always pray and ask him if there is anything. And that is what was given to me that when a messenger stands up in a country and begins to speak, the first sign already to the people of that nation should be, you are not doing well. God is not pleased with you, especially if the message is not of peace, especially if the message is not of continuance, meaning like God said to David, which we can find in Psalm 12, that I will never cease to have a man, Psalm 18, that I will let your kingdom continue. David was so amazed by the promises that God made him in his genealogy that God would protect his portion as king and would always have a man of David standing before God. That is a prophecy to a man who does well. When God comes and tells you, I will secure your legacy, I will secure you inheritance, I will guide your sons to make sure that they are good leaders, then you can know 
that God is promising something to one who has done well. But when the prophets stand up and begin to condemn you and they begin to sit before you year after year after year, listing out the filth that is taking place in the nation. And then people are saying it's too filthy and it's too graphic. If you didn't want it to be filthy, you should not have been filthy and graphic. You cannot deny the things that God is saying. That's the first thing. Once someone stands up and begins to declare the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is not good, it is an open sign that you are not doing well. Secondly, by now, even the children should know that the prophecies I'm bringing here um, are not conditional. Excuse me, please. I'll just keep going. Excuse me. The prophecies are not conditional. You have never seen me coming here and saying we are in a dire, dire situation. It is a desperate situation. However, the Lord is saying, if we turn, if we turn, you have never heard me say that one day. And that is because America's judgment is set. It's not going anywhere, no matter who doesn't agree and no matter who's watching something else and then wants to come here and hold me accountable. Literally jack me up and tell me how come you're not prophesying what other people are prophesying. May you please remove the wax from over your ears and the scales from over your eyes when you look at this image who do you see sitting here do you see other people sitting here or do you see that it's just me as long as you can perceive that there is one individual here i am responsible for the words that i receive and i will bring all the words that i receive i will leave nothing out i care nothing for the listener's discomfort because you seem to care nothing for mine and if i'm able as a female to set discomfort aside and carry out this assignment, then excuse me if I do not extend an overarching care that people don't like or do not want to receive what is being said. I serve God alone. It is his turn to speak and speak he will. The prophecy for today covers many things and if this video tends to go missing, it will be available on the video channels like Rumble, Bitshoot and Brighteon for you to watch. It covers the return of disease it covers the end of civil rights in America. It covers the fact that America is not repenting. It covers the fact that the people of America are greatly deceived by the leaders they have. And some may say that's nothing new, but all I will say to you is that very few people understand the depth of deception that goes on in this country and what it will cost the average American, whether you agree to what is being done in secret or not. So it also covers the coming of a civil war. The title of the prophecy received very late last night about midnight is you will go back. And I received this prophecy just before we crossed over to today, which is July 18. So the prophecy is still dated July 27, 2023. And the title is you will go back. Thus says the Lord, you are going back to the days of COVID. You are going back to the days of no movement and no freedom. You're going back to the days of lockdowns and needing a permit to enter certain places. You are going backwards, not forwards, America, until you fall down at last. This is the word of the Lord. Civil rights have reached the end of their useful tenure in America. They have come to a place where every time you see them from now on, they will be on their way out. Civil rights are not going to be expanded. In fact, they're going to be reduced. You will see them getting less and less effective with smaller and smaller coverage for major issues until one day you will have no rights at all. You will lose your right to be on the streets, to go outside, to get your exercise, to do all the things that you think you're entitled to do. Entitled will not exist anymore. 
you have come to the end. And so I will go back to these two paragraphs with God saying that the country will head back to the days of COVID. This does not necessarily mean that that particular um, illness will come back. What God was impressing on my heart very strongly is that that was actually the first part of the prophecy I began to hear about 11, 11 p.m. when I thought it would be time to uh, prepare for bed, but that was not the case. I just started to hear you will go back. You'll go back to the days of COVID. You will go back to when you were not free. And he's saying that we should basically prepare for another lockdown. We should basically prepare for another wave of mandates. We should prepare for another wave of very brass and even more gripping executive orders. We should basically prepare for, in some countries, this was experienced as having to get a permit. So in this country, you could basically go outside if you were going to essential services, the supermarket, the laundromat, the hospital, if you could prove that. If you were an essential worker, you were allowed to go out and you wouldn't get harassed too much on the street. But in other countries, I've been made aware by people who live outside America, such as in Africa, that there was actually a permit system tied to a quota system. So people needed to get a permit. You needed to apply online and get a permit from the government that said, I need to do shopping. And you had to say what day you wanted to do shopping. And then they would issue you that permit. But also, they also was a quota system. If you got a permit, let's say on Monday the 15th, you had probably exhausted your right to go out for maybe a week, two weeks. So there was a quota to how many times you could go onto this online portal and ask for the rights to go outside. So for instance, if you suddenly had a family member that needed medical attention that was non-COVID related, you might not be given a permit to go outside. So you can hear already that that is serious curtail curtailment to the right of assembly, the right to move around, the freedom of movement. You can already hear that that was what we experienced real time. Some countries for much longer than others. America was under lockdown for much longer than a lot of places and under much more stringent restraints than a lot of places. So God is saying no freedoms, no movements, lockdowns, you will need a permit to go certain places. You're going backwards, America, not forwards. And I've said this many times in the prophecies in endless different ways because God is able to bring one point across in endless different ways. And that point is simply that America, you're going to fall down, but before you fall down, you are going to dwindle. You're going to, to subside, you're going to lose influence and you're going to become very small in the eyes of everybody else who has always looked up to this country, people will look at America first in confusion and then in shock and finally in disdain and pity. And the Lord has said that as America is making her trajectory, for she is already, he has depicted her as a beautiful woman who has lost her beauty and who has become greatly attacked with disfiguring disease and all her previous lovers. This is all the people who think that America is the sun, the moon, and the stars. Your eyes are going to be opened by force because when you see what will happen to this country, you will lose your taste to go to the American embassy and get a visa. You will lose your taste to say that you want to come here and go to Times Square and have an experience and go to Disney World. You will find another place to spend your money. I already prophesied in 2021 that God showed me visions of people who no longer were interested in coming to America as a holiday destination. And then I recently prophesied in those very distressing visions of how sexual filth and sodomy will overflow in this country, that when Americans get to the point of being sexually intimate in the streets, even the very open-minded people in Europe will decide that they've got other places to spend their money for a holiday because of the things that they don't want to come here and see. And the foreigners who live here will pack up and go because they will find that their interests are no longer aligned with a country who has lost all sense of common decency and morality. 
And so God says that America is heading backwards and that one of the signs that we will see is how the civil rights will shrink. Your civil rights are basically enshrined in the Constitution and tell you what you have the right to. And one of the things that he was pressing upon my heart, sometimes God will put something on my heart so strongly, but at the same time, the voice is not coming through to write it. So you can have a very strong impression as the prophecy is being given to you and you write what is there, but that thing, the impression upon the heart is not given to be written down. And so this piece will not appear in the written prophecy, but you may still hear it. One of the greatest signs, America, that you will know that you are in the era of change that I have prophesied to you since 2019 when you first saw me writing on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog is that your right to defend yourself by way of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, you will not bear those arms anymore. I have another prophecy from a few days to go, and I will bring it up where the Lord says that um, the Second Amendment is going to go away, the right to bear arms to go away, gun lobbies are going to go away, the NRA is going to be literally banned. You will become renegades and outlaws, you, the proud Texans and the proud Floridians, and the proud everybody else is who has a gun and is packing. It will become fully illegal in this country. That Second Amendment, I spoke about it, and I said that it will coincide with the rulership period of um, Vice President Kamala Harris. When that woman becomes president, that is one of the first things they're going to attack, gun laws. And so I was writing this prophecy. God was pressing it upon my heart that they will not be able to have weapons anymore. Their right to defend themselves will be taken away. And that is directly linked to the type of war that will be here, Americans against Americans. One of the top aspects of that war is that the American government is going to wage a very dedicated extermination program against the citizens of this country. I said it a long time ago, 2020 and 2021. I think the prophecy is called the many words of God, where I said that it became obvious to everyone living here, including the people who live in La La Fairyland, who think that the government is always right and they care about the citizens. It became very evident that the government had gone rogue. The, gov the government had completely gone off script. They weren't even trying to hide their massacring tendencies anymore. They were doing whatever they want with no regard for the law. They became lawless, is what I wrote in that prophetic word. And I saw that when the government became lawless, the people were shocked for a period of time and they murmured and complained and they loudly protested for a period of time. But when nothing changed, the people became lawless too. And that was one of the first stirring roots of how civil war would break out in this country. So civil rights are, have reached the end of their use in America. So how can the Lord say that civil rights have reached the end of their useful tenure in America? I spoke in recent prophecies and I say that tenure is the right to continue. When a professor is hired, he's hired for two years. He's hired for three years based on his skill. He might be given a five-year contract because he's coming from another institution. He's well-known. He's published a lot. Students seem to like him. He has good likability scores and he's intelligent and he might get a five or even a 10-year ten ten contract. But a five or 10-year contract, though it is security, is not tenure. After five years, they can still let you go. After 10 years, they might decide that you know you were good, but now times have changed and they want a fresh curriculum for students and they could let you go. Tenure means that they are giving you a lifetime job. Tenure means that you can stay at that institution and even if you get old and boring and you still keep teaching the same thing and the students don't like you, the university can't fire you because they hired you for life. So 
If God says that America's civil rights have reached the end of their useful life, he is telling us that the loss of civil rights have nothing to do with what you want. The loss of civil rights will have nothing to do with the fact that you have worked all your life, you're in your 60s and you are in your 70s and you are well into that period where you deserve your social security because you worked for it. They're going to take away social security. They're going to take away the welfare state. They're going to take the suckle bunny out of people's mouths. And those who depend on welfare and take it as their civil right, whether they deserve it or not, will find that it is gone. All those who are scamming the system and all those who really need the system, it's going to make absolutely no difference. The right to receive government assistance is going to go away because they are broke as anything and they are simply not going to be able to keep digging into an empty coffer and pulling out the magic bunny for anyone. Printing money is going to come to an end. So all the protections that people are guaranteed, right to free speech, we're sitting on a platform that regularly kicks videos off if they feel it's this policy and that policy. And have you noticed, America, that a policy is not as strong as a law? A policy is a company's own standard and suggestion, and there are laws protecting free speech. But YouTube, PayPal, and everybody else can take away a person's right to speak freely based merely on something that they scribbled and they put their letterhead at the top and they publish it on their website and say, as of January 4th, 2022, we're changing the policy. The policies have more rights in America than the actual laws. That is what it means when you see rights going away and coming to the end of their useful life in a country. They will decree these things away. America is going to become a land of decrees. God says rights will not be expanded as people think. So all this activism, all this social justice, whatever, all those who think that we are having strides forward, they are not strides forward. We will see civil rights applicability reduced. They will get less and less effective and they will cover less and less major issues. Meaning that when all the discussions come to the table, the decrees, the mandates, the executive orders, the laws, including the constitution and the company policies, you're going to find all the others beating up on the laws and the constitution. You're going to find that their voice, those two, is getting less and less and less. And the mandates, executive orders, and shelter in place for now because this is an emergency. And the company policies. If a company tells you, for instance, that they're no longer accepting cash and it's a major big box store and you go in there and you're a cash buyer for 30 years and they have changed their policy and it's online cash only or it's CBDC only, what are you going to do? Nothing. You will go to another store or you will just have to find a way to get the goods that you need. And that is major inconvenience. And I can tell you, because I already told you in the banking policies, that they're going to squeeze the availability of you to be able to pivot out. You will be able to pivot for a while. You can pivot here and pivot there, but they will go even to the medium stores and then the tiny stores and then to the single providers. And they will force them into this new system. It's called strong arming. And I've already said many times since 2020 that merchants have families too. Merchants have bottom lines. Merchants don't want to go out of business. Merchants want to continue. Merchants also want tenure. And therefore, the majority of them will not consider you. They will consider their livelihood and they will do whatever new policy, mandate, decree, or executive order the government is bringing. And that is how people will lose their rights. And God goes down to granular rights. You will lose the right to be on the streets. You will lose the right to go outside. 
You will lose your right to get exercise. You will lose the right to do all the things you think as an American you're entitled to do. So this is not just a return to the stay-at-home orders um, of COVID. It is actually coming towards a new lifestyle involving rolling lockdowns. I spoke of this many times, but the problem is that most of those videos cannot be hosted here anymore because they're under the excuse me, please, the COVID policy. And so you'll simply have to go to alternate channels if you want to be able to view that type of stuff. So when you lose your right to go outside, when you lose your rights to get into certain places, unless you have a permit in America, what do you think that permit might be? That's right. It's that little scannable QR code that people had to show on their phones. And all the people who had it on their phones were able to go to the opera and the ballet, and they were able to go to the movies and they were able to go everywhere else because they were the acceptable people and QR codeless people were just outside like pariahs, like the four lepers who were outside the gates of Jerusalem. And so without these permits, entitled as an American, an entitlement will not exist anymore. God says that we have come to the end. And now I continue. Why haven't you listened? Why haven't you repented? Why haven't you turned from your sins? Why do you speak as if you will continue forever? Haven't you heard my words? Haven't you heard my messenger? Haven't you understood by now that I mean what I say? I say to you, nothing that you want will be your ending. Nothing that you want will be your result. Nothing that you desire will come. The exact opposite will come. And so this is just simply God telling America what I have always said to this country, that when the Lord is speaking, the right response is crucial to how God is going to treat you and treat your family in the future. So you might be a young single person. Maybe you're not even close with your family. You've got a happy-go-lucky life and you're used to living by yourself. You might be a child under the control of your parents, under the rulership of your parents. And it is well that you should be because in order for you to be a ruler one day as a parent, you must first learn to obey and submit and be respectful and honor your parents in as much as you are able to if they are not absolute monsters. And even if they are, God will make a way for you in that situation. If you pray to God and you cry out to God in terrible conditions as a young person, making sure first that your garments are clean, making sure that you're not caught up in different forms of young people mess and then wanting to complain about your parents, then yes, the Lord is kind to young people. Just as he says in the prophecy, I am kind and tender with the young and I'm kind and tender with the old. But God is saying that America doesn't listen. And on top of not listening, she is constantly speaking. And you know what? That causes you not to hear God's words. You can't hear someone when your mouth is open. This is a fact. So even if this wasn't prophecy, this is just a fact that we know in normal conversation, a fact that has to be observed, for instance, in places like mosques, like churches, like work. When your boss is talking, you don't talk. Your boss talks. And then if he says, do you have thoughts on this? Then you talk. But sometimes your boss talks and then he says, this has been a good talk, and I hope to see what I said implemented. And all of you, you have jobs, those who are working, you know that when your boss says that, you're not going to say anything. You will walk away mad. You will walk away upset. You may walk away and put your music in your ears. But the one thing you don't do because you don't want your money affected is that you don't talk. But when God is talking, everyone is talking. Everyone has views. Everyone has reply videos and other things that they're doing. And so for this purpose, many people don't hear what God is saying. They hear what their own heart and their own mouth is saying. Many people do not understand, as he says, haven't you understood by now that I mean what I say? Does this sound like something good that we want God to say to us? When a parent says to a child, 
Do you think I'm not serious? Does this give an indication that we're heading in a good direction? God says America has not listened. America has not repented. America has not turned from her sins. America speaks as if she will continue forever. Haven't you heard my words? And haven't you heard my messenger? And haven't you understand, un understood by now that I mean what I say? And then here's God's estimation. After he's asked all these questions that he already knows the answer to, he simply says, you won't get anything you want as your final result. Nothing you want will be your ending. Nothing that you desire as a nation, as a person living in a nation, having hopes for the future, hoping to build up certain things. He said the exact opposite of any desire that you want to put your finger on is what will come to this country. I move on. They're playing games with you, the leaders of Babylon, this princes of Pergamum, that seat of Satan. They are enjoying themselves in your complacency and they are laughing at your foolishness as you predict and guess and continue to expect an ending that's never going to happen. I have left you to them. I have abandoned you to your killers and they will do what they do best. And so as the Lord is saying this, it is referring to quite a few prophecies that I covered on the blog. They're all there in written format. Not all of them have been made into videos, but basically God has revealed here for quite a number of years that America is quite a compromised leadership. And I always, I always say that um, when people hear these things, the first thing that pops up is their preference filter in their heart. So if you're a Republican, then the first thing that will pop up is the preference to say that everything on earth, including global warming and the death of the whales, is a Democrat's fault. Some Democrat, there must be some Democrat out there that caused the sun to go dark and the moon not to give its light. And if you're a Democrat, the first thing that pops up is that it's all the Republicans' fault because they don't listen and they're sanctimonious and they do this and that and that. When the Lord is talking about American leadership, he is always talking from a high perspective this is something that's very difficult for a lot of people to understand that people automatically assume that God has the same brain as them so the Bible tells us strongly in fact that God does not have the same brain at us as as we do he doesn't think as we do he doesn't see things the way we do God is never confused God would never go to a blog and listen to messages and then say well what does this mean and what does that mean because God has a panoramic eternal vista laid out before him all things make sense and so God always knows what he's talking about and he's always talking from the highest conceivable level so when God is talking about the leaders in a nation and he calls that nation Babylon there's two Babylons that have been applied to the United States of America. One is ancient Babylon, the land of sexual compromise, promiscuity, and great perversion until God finally destroyed that dynasty, a wealthy dynasty, a dynasty that was known for going all around the world, conquering, fighting, pillaging at its height. Babylon had 127 provinces of the known world then, meaning the areas that people had gone out and explored, even though it doesn't mean that other people were not living elsewhere. They just hadn't penetrated that far. 127 provinces. Daniel, the prophet, lived in Babylon, and God allowed that man to rise to the heights of a very corrupt and evil kingdom, serving under a succession of four very corrupt and evil leaders. 
one of them who became turned to the knowledge and power of God, King Nebuchadnezzar. So this leadership that God is talking about is actually a system that exists in America. It is a system that no matter how clean or nice or whoever the president comes in, he shall be corrupted because the system is greater than the man. The man always becomes a figurehead, a puppet. But when people are thinking at their tiny, compromised, myopic, pinhole level like this, then they will always assume, oh no, she's talking about this administration. I decidedly am not. Oh, she means this president. I decidedly am not. When I'm speaking, I'm speaking about things that have happened in America from before I was born. The trading of sex for power, the trading of favors for power, the corruption of power, the corruption of all people who come near the seat of power. This is a system, and that system is like that because there are spirits behind it that people who do not have the shield of righteousness that Daniel possessed in the old days cannot stand up under. The minute you get to DC, you will also become a sex for power person. You will also become a woman who decides that promotion is best on your back or a male who decides the same. So God is talking about high level spiritual principalities and powers ruling in the high places that corrupt the souls of human beings. And God says that they are laughing and playing games with the American public. It is just another administration doing what countless administrations before that have done. He says that this place is the seat of Satan, ancient Pergamum. So this is in the ancient world, and this place was known as the seat of Satan, and you can find that reference in the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. He says they are enjoying how complacent Americans are. That means they're enjoying how easy it is to fool a bunch of people who believe so strongly in the system. And when they see that the system is being broken, then they become very worked up and reactive and say, no, 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 don't, don't break the system. Careful now, C careful, careful with the system. And it's funny to them to see this foolishness because people don't want to accept that the system was only designed for people to trust in it so that it could later be broken after all the good people died so that it could later be broken and then people began to catch feelings and catch heart attacks and catch severe stress watching something be broken that was designed to be broken and never thinking that there are sadistic people behind it enjoying the reactions of those who are watching their precious things be mishandled so god says as they watch you predict I think we're going to take it in the next caucus. And then I think we're going to carry the house and have a majority. As they watch you, press your little prediction buttons and guess. And he says, as you continue to expect an ending that's never going to happen, they enjoy watching you and they laugh at how foolish you are. And God says, I've left you to them. I have abandoned you to your killers and they will do what they do best. And rather than go into this in detail, I will simply attach a clip at the end that will explain what it means when God says, I have abandoned you to your killers. This refers to two visions that I saw, one as the nation, one of the, uh, the excuse me, continent of Africa that was depicted as a woman who was mauled by butchers and they cut her up and took from her what they wanted. And then immediately after that, the Lord showed me a second vision. And so rather than go into that, this video is going to contain about four or five clips at the very end that are witnesses to this that I'm saying today. So to those who are new to the blog, when you watch content here, that content stretches all the way back to 2012. 
Nothing is ever new. Nothing is ever reactive. Nothing is because I have CNN and MSNBC and all the BCs on in my house all day. There simply isn't time for that. And it is rank foolishness anyway. So to those who view, continue to view, that is your choice. The videos that I will attach at the end, what they do is they are a witness. Let every word be established by two or three witnesses. I will attach clips at the end that have been coming along through the years for you to see how consistent God is. Now, every prophecy is always different, and yet it also sounds exactly the same. I continue. You will go back to the days of COVID. Yes, you will. You will go back to the days of standing by a loved one's bedside separated from them by hazmat suits and protection, saying goodbye in a way you never expected. New ones are coming, new outbreaks, new diseases. The faces of Americans will be covered with sores. I will give you sores and I will afflict you with boils until your very flesh becomes inflamed, until there be no sound place upon you like in the book of Job. Your doctors will die trying to find a cure they will contract what you have while they're still trying to figure out your confusing symptoms. Disease will spread like a wave in this nation, contained at the very borders as if by a wave that says, stop. It will stop right there. It will stop there. This is capital letter emphasis. And then I saw a hand that was at the border of America. So I don't know what border it was. It was just at the border of America. And I saw the hand point across the border of America. And I didn't see where the hand landed. But the place that it stopped, there was a signpost that raised up that said stop. And the word that came into my spirit was, thus says the Lord to the proud waves, this far shall you come and no further. And the sea turned back because the Lord God told it to. And this is part of a psalm. Uh, just give me a moment, please. This is Psalm 104 that gives a lot of wonderful insight into what it was like when God was making the world. So God was alone and working on his creation over those six days. And it says in Psalm 104 from verse five, I will read it to about verse nine and you will see how it relates to what I just said about how the Lord pointed his finger and I saw that at a certain place across America's border. So this thing I'm talking about, I will explain in a moment. It will spread out, but there will come a place where the Lord will give a rebuke. So perhaps a continent or perhaps a nation where it will suddenly come to a halt, this second wave of disease and plague that will come. He gave a command and it stopped. And this is the verse that came into my spirit. Here is it explained. He set the earth on its foundations and it can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as a garment, and the waters stood above the mountains. But at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took to flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place that you assigned for them. You set a boundary that they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. And I think there's a similar verse like this in Job chapter 38. I think it might be verse 1 or verse 11. And so God is saying that disease will come back to this country and it is going to ravage the country. And it's not necessarily going to be the disease that we just recently saw. But he is speaking here to certain experiences that were experienced by many. And he says that those experiences are coming back. Standing by your loved one's bedside, being separated from them by perhaps 
that plastic sheeting that they have where you have to be completely out of the room wearing hazmat suits this is probably for the medical professions professionals and also protection this is for the medical professionals and those who will be visiting their loved ones being forced to say goodbye in a way that you never expected new ones are coming and the lord is speaking of new sicknesses new diseases new outbreaks he said that he will give American sores and afflict them with boils until their very flesh is inflamed, until they are sick, and he will cover the faces with sores. So I spoke of these sores in one of the prophecies that had to be taken to an alternate platform. It was speaking about how rolling waves that the Lord simply called pandemic sicknesses will come here, rolling wave upon wave upon wave. And what I saw is that people had things on their faces that goes far beyond the normal that the dermatologist can get involved with. It was, some of them were pe peeling lesions, weeping lesions, things that people try desperately to cover with makeup. So they tried desperately to cover with makeup, but you could still see the stuff under there because makeup was by no means able to handle what was going on with these people and one of them was a small hard pustule bump that would come up all over the person's face and people were caking makeup on themselves this is men and women to try and hide they were not blemishes to try and hide these pustules these big bumps some of them were as big as boils that was on their faces and they could not and i said that when we saw it as soon as we saw these uh, this onset of these things that were in the population everybody shunned that person there was no discussion family member or not there was this thing because it was highly contagious there were two of them that i described and i will look for that video and perhaps post it in the description box below there were two of these illnesses and when people saw it they balked and that is why people were motivated to hide it as much as they could they would cake on stuff they would try to hide it if it was just on the body they'd be wearing the wrong clothing in summer and things like that to try and hide it and the lord was showing me celestial these people have families they have to provide for their families these people need to pay their own costs in life they need to pay their bills so they are being motivated they're not being motivated by caring what is best for everyone and i think to a certain extent we can all understand that they were not being motivated by what is best for society they were being motivated by the fear of losing their apartments the fear of losing their jobs when they had so many bills and so for as long as they could they hid the fact that they were sick but unfortunately this brought them into direct contact with other people in their working areas other people in their family maybe they didn't want to get kicked out of the house told to go and live in the the shelter or somewhere else like that and so people lied and they hid it and for this reason the diseases that i saw that are coming in the future they spiraled out of control i'm not talking about one or two people sick here and maybe a town that has 30 cases i'm talking about mass illnesses that spread so fast that there was rapid population depleting happening happening and you can hear that the lord says that the people at the front line of sickness the people at the front line of medical care will be one of the first ones to contract it because when something new comes the first thing is nobody knows what it is and if it has those innocuous symptoms where it's just a little cough cough and it's just a little elevated fever that just won't leave and i just can't shake it off and i've taken the benadryl and i've had all the bed rest and i don't know what it is and meanwhile a pressure cooker is at work in you making you tired lethargic and you are highly viral but your tests are not showing it because the tests are not orchestrated to know what you have because it is novel when scarlet fever 
and Spanish flu and things like that showed up for the first time. They were all novel. A lot of people died in the trying to figure out what it was stage. Bubonic plague seem. A lot of people died trying to figure out what it was. Because when it first showed up, nobody knows what that was. And so um, that is what is what is happening. The Lord says that the, the doctors will die trying to cure the things that come. And I spoke of it at length in the old prophecies where God says the medical books that are coming now, all the old diseases are like three sentences. There once upon a time was bubonic plague and the rats did it, the end. He says the publishers are not motivated to print large passages or entire pages on ancient diseases because the doctors of today don't care. They trust highly in their things that they have and they believe that they have solved it all, but they have not solved the Lord of hosts who is still the keeper of this word called plague and the keeper of the other world word called pestilence. So he says that because the doctors have little interest in the knowledge of the past, they don't want the books to have all that, and they complain. And so the, the publishers have every motivation to bring out the 15th edition and the 16th edition, and with each successive in edition, they minimize the truth and the lessons that old doctors, 80-year-old doctors, 70-year-old doctors, they are still walking compendiums. And they know a lot more than modern medical professionals. And so the Lord says that because the diseases that are coming haven't been seen in the last hundred years, the old guard of doctors are already on the way out. They are already passing away and they have not passed on what they know to the new guard because the new guard doesn't want it. So we will basically be left in the care of doctors who know how to give cortisone creams. And that's about it. And when these things come up, the Lord says that they will be casualties, the nurses and all those who are working because they will be working to try and figure out what a person has and that will cause disease to spread like a wave, but at the proper time, the hand of the Lord will halt it and it will halt at some place outside America's borders. And so, the wave will stop where God tells it to and it will not go any further. The next part is civil war. Civil war is coming and you will get your fill of the wars that you have so freely exported to others. You carried war everywhere, America. You troubled the nations. You killed the peoples. You tore up their borders and you robbed their resources for yourself. You left women wailing and you left children without parents. Therefore, your women will wail louder than them and your children will be on their own. Thus says the Lord, a civil war so brutal that blood runs in the streets. Man against woman, boy against girl, child against adults. A wave of madness that can't be contained will descend upon this nation and for three long years, Americans will tear each other as if they all do not share one national anthem and one flag. Three years, this is capital letter emphasis. If prayer is not made, it will be more, more years War will come and the borders of America will shut such that anyone fleeing on foot will be turned back unless they know their way into the wilderness passes where you can escape into other nations. The government will turn on you. The government will go rogue. The government will be savage. The government will take off the mask and when the people see who they are, they will break out in revolt and they will be savagely persecuted by their own government even to the shedding of blood. You have not heard me. You have not heeded me. You have not respected me. 
or honored the word from my mouth. But in the end, you will be silent before me, docile, tamed, terrified. In the end, the only voice speaking, America, will be mine. This is the word of the Lord. And so the Lord is speaking here of a theme that I have covered many times. And so I will let the, the video clips that will be placed throughout this video, I will allow those video clips to do most of the explaining. The reason that civil war is coming is because this is the punishment of America's sin. There are too many sins for me to start listing here today. So all I will say is the Lord says that these sins have not gone unnoticed by him. And there is no way that he is going to let them go now. This is not a question of if my people who are called by my name. We have already passed that stage. When nations continue in sin, when they double down and triple down in sin, they lose the privilege of if my people that are called by my name. I'm not saying that the privilege of repentance has been taken away from the nation. Each person who hears these prophecies are fully expected by God to repent. You are expected to fall down on your knees and to seek the Lord for mercy. You are expected to fall down on your knees and confess to the sins of the nation, those that you have participated in and those that you know have existed here and you've been silent about them or you've been saying, well, that's their community. That's what their community does and I wish they would just be quiet about it and as long as they leave me alone and I'm not involved sin is still sin the sin is upon the land the sin is upon all here and so the civil war is coming and God says that it will be a minimum of three years I've said that in one of the live prayer calls that I shared there are about five or six live prayer calls that I shared last year um, and he said that the civil war will be three years minimum at the at the very least and it could go longer and he says that uh, America will have their fill of the war that they have carried so freely to other people's countries. You carried war everywhere, you troubled the nations, you slayed people, you tore up their borders and you robbed their resources for yourself. You left women and children behind crying um, and children without parents and therefore the women of America will wail louder than those nations wailed and the children of America will be left as orphans on their own. And then God started to talk about the brutality of the war and how blood will run in the streets. When I speak of this, people suffer from cognitive dissonance. So they can see blood on the streets in Afghanistan on TV. CNN always makes sure to zoom in and then say in a gaslighting manner, the images that you're about to see is disturbing. So that's how people in America take war. They take it to be images that are disturbing. But if you don't look, then of course, it means that it doesn't have the same kind of impact on you. But war will be on the roads of america and the lord says that the country will shut the government when it goes rogue please understand that they are the ones who have the tanks the bombs and the guns and i've already explained that the war in this country is not going to be just people shooting at each other and people running off to the hills to avoid the government and things like that there's going to be actual bombs here and i found the clip where i said that the prophecy i think it was last year so i will simply allow that clip to do the talking for me but it's going to be the kind of war that affects infrastructure is going to be the kind of war that destroys buildings destroys school districts destroys medical care so people who are addicted to going to the hospital people who need to keep going to the hospital these are the concerns of having daily life disrupted that people don't think about when they hear me prophesying of war they just say bring it on we're ready we're prepped and everything and i spoke once at the wisdom of god is that you can prep, but 
war is like a rolling tumbleweed. We know that tumbleweeds, they roll and they get bigger and bigger, picking up more pieces as they go until they can become quite large. So small conflict can escalate until it becomes something that is way, way out of hand, way out of boundaries. And also a tumbleweed doesn't have much weight. So it could be rolling this way in the desert and before you know it, the wind gusts here and you just see the tumbleweed going that way. So the tumbleweed of conflict is in your city and you live in a certain part of the city and you can say, okay, the fighting is taking place in that city. I think, I think we'll be safe. And you have prepped for five years and then all of a sudden there's a shift. The government begins to pursue resistors this way or the resistors begin to pursue the government this way coming to where you live and they're shelling and they're going into homes and gathering people up and perhaps killing them just for no reason. Are you going to stay in that house because you prepped for five years? You're going to abandon those provisions and whoever takes control of the house is going to become the new house owner who has provisions for five years. There are no bug out bag eventualities in war. And there's a clip that will come up that will explain that to people. When people say they're ready for war, this is how you know they're absolutely not ready for war and they have no idea what a war is. When the government goes rogue, it will turn on you. It will go rogue. It will be savage. They will take off their mask and once you see who they are, you will break out in revolt, but you will be savagely persecuted by them, even to the shedding of blood. And then God says, you have not heard me. You have not heeded me, meaning listened. Heard means you're not even listening. So there are people who don't even listen to stuff like this. They're automatically out there. It's just lies from a lying liar. And the way that she continues with these lies, and God says that you're the category who has not even heard him. You're too good to listen because you know all prophecy in the universe, and this doesn't hit any of the highlights for you. So it's not prophecy. Second group is you have not heeded me. You come to the master's voice and you listen to the prophecies, but because you can't see how it makes sense, you join the first group who do not hear. It is one thing not to hear, but it is a deeper pity to have heard and dismissed and then later find that the information was true, accurate, not only true and accurate in a natural sense, but it was spiritual and from God, but you threw it aside and you called it a lie because you, as a human couldn't figure out what God as a non-human was saying and so you dismissed it. God says you have not respected me. This is a large contingent and it does not need any explanation. You have not honored the word from my mouth. You've listened and you've actually heard me but you don't honor the word in that you don't follow it. You don't repent. You don't take it seriously enough to change your life. You continue to live as a hell cat or a hell Mary because you think that this stuff that you're hearing is still for a far off time. You think that perhaps you are a child of God and it doesn't affect you because Noah and all that. So there's none of the proper preparations inside you going on, even though you haven't walked away and as a non-hearer and you haven't heard and ignored it as a non-heeder. You are even a respecter of God, but you have no honor for the things that he says, because honor changes conduct. But God says in the end, you will be silent before him. Very docile. We all know what a docile horse is. It is a horse that has been trained and will now obey its master. He says, America will be tamed. America will also be terrified. And in the end, the only voice that will speak in America will be the voice of the Lord. So there are two matters only, and the Lord led me to speak on this, I think about three months ago, the prophecy is called Babylon War, Civil War, and things like that. I'll link it in the description. 
The first thing that the Lord brought up in conversation was because I, Celestial, had an experience about two weeks ago. I was walking in my house and I suddenly paused and my mind was on this civil war. The aspects that I have read out in your hearing, my mind was on the civil war and I paused and I had a thought along the lines of, can there really be blood in the streets of America? I didn't say, Lord, can there be blood? God, I don't believe you. My heart was saying these streets that have automated machines that are sweeping them and washing them between four and five in the morning to keep them clean like they do in a lot of first world countries. I simply wondered, can blood be on these streets? And the thing with God is we sometimes forget that he is a very present person. A lot of people struggle to hear God, but I do not have that problem. So the Lord can be very present and I can have a thought and sometimes he won't say anything. He will bring it up days later by starting the conversation on something I said a week ago or three days past and I will be surprised and it always jerks me back into this understanding. You are always with us, with me. You are always with all of us. God is the silent witness to every single thing that we say. But for most people, because they don't practice his presence, keeping in mind that he's always there when their feet are going off to places, feet should not go. When their mouths are saying things, mouths should not say. They forget that God is the ever-present witness who sees all and will ask you about it later. But this time his answer was swift. And what I heard him say was, was there not blood on the streets of Liberia? Was there not blood on the streets of Cambodia? Was there not blood on the streets of Vietnam? And I could not say anything because in Japan's case, there was not only blood, there was fused black shadows and ashes on the streets after America set off the hydrogen bomb on them years ago. So the Lord said that in this prophecy, I should return to something I mentioned three years ago. God said that Americans, it is time for you to ask your Liberian friends why they are here. If you know anyone from the nation of Liberia, God said that it's time for you to talk to these people and ask them further details about the brutality of a civil war that ate their country up for nearly 15 years, from 1989 to 1996, the first one, and then from 1999 to 2003, the second one. This conflict was so brutal, it was so embattling of that nation that it actually triggered a, a second war nearby in Sierra Leone that was equally as brutal. The brutality of that war gave rise to certain aspects. Please listen. People ate other people. Cannibalism was observed, it was suffered, and it was documented in that country. And the Lord has said that it will be the same case here. This is a biblical judgment that Jeremiah and Ezekiel gave the people of Israel, and it was not turned back by God. They indeed ate their children and ate others in a form of madness and desperation that de descended on them when God punished them for sins that they would not stop committing. People killed people for any small amount of hidden goods and resources that they had. So you could lose your life simply because you had a little rice stored away or you had a little this or a little that stored away. You could lose your life if someone with a gun or someone with more power or someone who was jealous handed you over to either guerrilla forces as someone who was hoarding goods. You could be falsely accused of being on any side and there were multiple sides in that war. You could be falsely accused of being a supporter and you could lose your life for next to nothing. People were killed for sport. 
people were killed for fun. Civilians were carved up and they were given terrifying war wounds. And this happened in both Liberia and Sierra Leone. Men, women, and children were raped for no reason. Child brides were taken, just as I have said, that when Russia comes here, Russia will just sleep with whatever woman looks nice to them in the camp prisoner line. And once a Russian soldier takes you, he will be your husband and he will see you as his wife. None of the other soldiers will touch you. They will know that he's, he's the one who's coming to you regularly to ease his frustrations and they will not come to you. They will all choose their own person. The Chinese, I have not observed them to act like that in the visions and dreams that God has shown me. The Chinese turn sex into a business. So they will be looking for women and men and young children across the spectrum, male and female, and they will ship them off to their country and they, those people will work in sex brothels. So um, that is something that I have mentioned here very clearly and people have heard me say that multiple times. So during the Liberian Civil War, uh, men, women, and children were raped and sexual molestation was very high. Uh, people were snitches. People were snitches. People uh, whispered to whatever faction was near, whether it was the government forces that had gone rogue or the many factions that were part of the war over time. They would turn their neighbors over in terror to save their own lives. And I covered that in the prophecy pogroms. And I covered three prophecies like that in one prophecy that I did just a few days ago that is called, They Will Have Nothing. So if you want further understanding of many things that I'm speaking of at this moment, you can watch that prophecy. They will have nothing. It's just a few days old. In Liberia, when the tide turned against the government, government soldiers went rogue, rogue and they pillaged and raped everywhere that they went. They used fear tactics, intimidation tactics. They shot um, civilians at will because they were no longer under any form of central control. And when I was writing this part late last night, the Lord was impressing upon my heart. Do Americans know how it feels when an American soldier comes to the door? And instead of feeling the full confidence that you would feel when you see a man operating under the red, white, and blue banner, a man who has taken oaths to serve, protect, to go into the ditches as Navy SEALs, to go into the skies as your pilots, to go into the seas, uh, to go on the ground as your military forces. Do you know what it feels to see a son of the soil appear at your house at midnight drunk with three of his buddies and you have a wife and two daughters that are over the age of 16? Has anyone considered these things, these facts, these realities that are coming? Are these things shaping your prayer life in any way? Or are you simply someone who has not heard them? You've walked away. Someone who does not heed them. You listen, but you don't pay attention. Someone who does not respect God. What, uh, what does all this mean anyway? You can tell your God this and go tell your God that. Constantly, I'm told that. And the last group, people who have no honor for God's words. When you hear these words, are you breaking them down into granular pieces so that they can actually shape the way you see God? God is just. God is perfectly right to judge America. Or are you simply letting these things flow by and you are not making tactical plans, such as if you are a passportless American, do you not think that it is time to perhaps change that? If you are someone who is a little bit wiser and your family has what it needs, are you seriously praying and fasting before God to understand whether relocation is for you or not for you? 
And if so, where should that relocation be? I'm not sent to tell you these things. That is not part of what God has me here for. God has me here to present his viewpoint in a very clear fashion. And then after that, he's fully expecting to see your face in the prayer closet on a regular basis until you know how it's going down for you when these things come. When soldiers go rogue, people get hurt and government will go rogue in America. It will be Americans coming to the door to enforce those death orders that I was speaking about. So all these things that I have said about the pogroms and the overarching controlling government and everything, have, have you understood by now that that is the beast system coming in to wage war against not only people in this, in this nation, but to even spread out to persecute all the nations and establish that kingdom elsewhere? Because people think it's a situation where either America has to fight herself or it has to be Russia. People cannot conceive that we are in a very long line of dominoes of punishments that will begin to fall one after another after another until only the strongest soul who has Christ like a rod in the midst will be able to bear the coming of these things. The Lord said that in Liberia, People were scattered to the four directions of the compass. And to this very day, they live in every nation of the world. They are a people who are afraid to go home. Blood ran on the roads of Liberia, Celestial. It was a bloody conflict. CNN sent cameras to Liberia and nothing else. A bloody war, a bloody conflict in Liberia. That is what they said. It was shown all over the world by CNN. How men can be murderers and cannibals of their own brothers and sisters. That war lasted a long time. It displaced more than one million people and it killed a quarter of a million people. It spilled into nearby Sierra Leone, a war of the same frenzy, the same viciousness, the same rape and massacre. Sierra Leone's war killed nearly 100,000 people and displaced, scattered into the four corners of the earth between 2.4 and 2.6 million people. Those two wars alone basically tore up and destabilized the entire West African region for nearly two decades. And as God was giving me this, what was coming on my heart is all the many times that he have said, that he has said, if Canada you don't pray, Mexico you don't pray, America will drag you down with her. If you don't pray that her madness be contained within her borders, the same fever that she has, it will spill over into your borders. Because war is a spiritual dominion first. That thing is enforced by demons. That is why when people start fighting, this bloodlust enters them. It is a blood sport and demons come and feed off that carnage and they fuel it. They don't want humans to get a ceasefire. And you can read all these things in Greek mythology because it is clearly written in the story of the Greek and the Roman gods that they delighted to have Greece against Thrace, against wherever. They delighted to have the territories of men tumbled into war because they would sit around and gaze from their high position on Mount Olympus and just laugh and laugh and laugh to see human blood flowing over the cobblestones. So this nation, Liberia, is the nation that God says, if you know their people, it is time to ask them what became of them and why God punished them for sin. Because the Lord says that your fate, America, will be just like them. 
except it will be worse than them. And he says that when you also flee to other places, as blood runs in your streets, and when you see people shooting one another over nothing, just as people ask the Liberians in their new home, what brought you here? What happened? What did you do to make God judge you like this? That is the same way that Americans who survive and flee this war will be asked, what did you people do to make God destroy you like this? And he said that the answer that you should give is sin. The U.S. war will be everywhere. Everyone will be affected. No country will be neutral in the U.S. civil war. This does not mean that anyone is going to intervene. I have said here many times that no matter what happens in America, NATO's not going to do anything. They're not going to intervene. And how the Lord was presenting it to me is, have you seen their tanks? Have you seen their bombs? Have you seen their soldiers? Do other nations have standing armies as wide and as fast and with so many resources as the United States? Can you name for me a country that will dare to come to the U.S. borders and say, we are a peacekeeping force, we're coming in and we're going to make you stop? I was quiet because we all know who supplies the majority of stuff to the United Nations. No one's going to come here. When the government shuts the borders, inside the boxing match will commence and will go on as long or as short as people pray. God's, when God says no country will be neutral, he means that everyone is going to be talking about it. Every single person on earth is going to have an opinion about the American war. Especially affected will be those who depend on American resources and American protection. Everyone connected to America will feel her pains as she goes down by her own hand. Her own government will be fighting the people. The people will be fighting the government. And the people will be fighting and annihilating each other. And the verse that God gave me is this. For those who always say, show me the scripture. The verse is very telling. And it is 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 22 to 24. And that short passage of scripture details three armies that when you think about it and you go all the way back to Genesis when they're giving the genealogies, they are all brothers. This is Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. Moab and Ammon are the tribes that grew out of the two sons that Lot had in an incestuous relationship with his two daughters. The man Lot, who was a Hebrew, slept with his own daughters after they ran away from Sodom and Gomorrah because they thought that the whole earth had been destroyed by those fireballs of sulfur and stuff that fell. And so the girls deceived their father and they slept with him and each one got pregnant. One gave birth to a son that she named Moab and the other one had a son that she named Ammon and they are the Moabites and the Ammonites and these are, I could say, brethren to those who came out of Abraham's line. And Mount Seir is the place that Edom dwelt. Edom is Esau. And so these are the Edomites, as they are called in the Bible, who are the direct brethren to Jacob. And so all of these are related by blood in some way to Israel. And yet, when Israel prayed in this altercation and they set into high praises to God, God caused these three brothers to receive a sort of spiritual madness right on the battlefield. And they turned on one another and killed one another. And Israel didn't have to do any fighting. The three brother groups that had joined together to come and strike them, they turned on one another and they fought one another. And the Lord said, brother fighting brother in the Bible. So it will be here. 
So I had said that there are two matters. The first matter was God saying that if you know people that have come from war-torn countries, if you know people from Cambodia, if you know people from uh, Bosnia and um, Herzegovina, where they had uh, those ancient wars there, if you know people from Ukraine, he mentioned in one of the other videos, if you know people from Vietnam, if you know people from any country that has had a savage civil war and they have run here to America, the Lord strongly advises that you should politely speak to those people and ask you to share their experiences with them. That was one matter, that you should understand what war is and what the war, this particular war, this particular sentence, blood running in the streets that people say will never happen here, God detailed that it happened to another group of people in West Africa so it is not impossible that it can happen here, and it will. The second matter is, it is written here called the second vision, and this is from what I said much earlier in the video. America will be carved up by killers who lived here, killers who have been planning her destruction for a long time. These are the people that God has said, I have left you to them. I have given you over to their hands. And from here, we will go straight into the video clip that speaks about the vision of the two women that I saw, Africa that survived her vicious and brutal attack by global killers who destroy nations to get what they want, and America, whom God has shown, will not survive her brutal attack at the hands of brutal killers who kill nations to get what they want. I am celestial and this is the master's voice. The word of the Lord is coming forth here to those who have not heard, to those who have heard and not heeded, to those who do not respect the word of the Lord, and to those who do not honor the word of the Lord, and to those who have full reverence to what God is saying, they internalize it in their heart, they take it up as prayer points, they use it to strengthen themselves and the Lord their God, and they are seeking to find mercy from his face in all the times that we have ahead of us. God bless you, and I will continue with these videos. Um, I have received about four or five prophecies just in the short day I've been away, and I still haven't covered or finished up the ones that I posted and said that I'm going to give the full-length versions of them. God has sternly spoken to me and said that everything that I know and that I have not yet spoken, I should say it. And so I am going to say it. You will find those videos coming up in the days and weeks to come. Things that God has said to me, and um, I didn't have the leave to publish them. He has said that the things I've said to you, whether you have spoken them, meaning whether they have been published in written form or whether they have been proclaimed as a declaration in the ears of hearers, and the things that I have not yet said. He said that they will all come to pass, and so they should be spoken, because at the time they come to pass, at the time he says, I will come and perform them, if you have not said them, he is going to look to me as to the reason why I did not say them. And I have no interest in receiving that look. God bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye. At this point, I will, I will share two visions that I have not spoken of before. Um, I only mentioned, I think, one or two sentences in reference to Africa, but I've, I've never spoken of them before. And God showed me. Africa and America in two separate visions, and both of them were women. And if you're African and you're listening, this is what the vision of Africa was. I saw here in America very, very high, tall skyscrapers, and one of them was taller than them all. And at the very 
topmost floor in a very lush boardroom, I saw men gather. And these men gathered around a naked black woman. And this woman was representing Africa. So they had gathered here and they were at the top skyscraper and they had viciously sharp knives in their hands. And that woman was on the table and they cut her up. They carved her up every which way and they took for themselves what they wanted from that naked wailing woman. And as these men surrounded her, I could see the blood of this woman flowing because they were cutting her up and savaging her on the boardroom table. And I was just sort of as an observer watching this scene. And when they were finished with her, I saw that this, she was still alive, but she was so gouged. There were so many pieces missing from her and God began to speak to her and tell her that he will soothe her. He began to tell her that he would put her back together again. And then I saw that this woman was stitched up. It wasn't God who stitched her up. It was these people who had destroyed her. They tried to stitch her up again and put her back together, but she had all these jagged scars and sometimes the lines of how they sewed her up was in the wrong places. And the Lord was laying on my heart that the borders that the colonialists made were not the borders of how the Africans originally lived. So they went and they drew their own borders and they did their own things. And they sometimes drew in the wrong place and cut areas where tribes that had never lived together now had to live together. And people who used to live together were now separated by the sort of strange way that they carved up this woman. And eventually she got up off the table and she was naked and she took some cloth and she tried to cover herself and she went to a corner of the room. And this woman was extremely traumatized and she was extremely distrustful. She was shivering in the side, in, in the part of the room, but there was a strong look of hatred on her face. That was the first vision. Right after that, God showed me a beautiful naked blonde on that same table in that same sky rise here in the United States. And these same people that destroy countries, that destroy nations gathered around this woman. And that woman was so terrified because she knew exactly what had happened to the black woman was now about to happen to her. But the difference with what happened to this woman is that they hacked her up completely and she did not live. So they surrounded her. They all had their big butchery knives and, and that salivating look. And they surrounded this woman and just had they had surrounded Africa, they surrounded this woman, this beautiful blonde woman who was representing America and they surrounded her and then blood began to cascade off that table. But those men in that case, that freezing, freeding frenzy, did not stop. And that woman on the table did not survive. And so God says that these malactors have set the table now for this vision that I saw years ago. I never published it. He was just showing it to me for my own teaching, my own understanding, because God teaches me a lot about historical things. I, I, don't, al I don't always need to read what's in the books because sometimes the people who write these books, they write it from their own victorious perspective and they lie. So um, he shows me many things and just says, this is why this is like this. And so that is what I saw. And now this came through that he said, now they're ready to eat. 
they're ready to feast. And he said, there's nothing that anyone can do. So of course, the new people who come here or the people who still are testing my spirit, whatever they're doing, they will have something to say, but that is the Lord's word. And in that prophecy, the Lord made a statement and he said that soon America will begin to experience rapid fire changes, rapid fire changes where it would seem as if the ground was moving under our feet and that we couldn't trust anything, that there would be so many changes coming to the nation back to back to back that we would be stressed. And he said that in the first month, he said that in the first month, America was going to experience changes. And this was at the end of the year, um, 2020. And then we, we came into January, 2021. And in six days, we had that absolutely shocking unrest at the capital of the nation. And I remember people calling me and saying, you said it, you said it. And I'm thinking that I would wish people would have an understanding that the fulfillment of these things is not going to be easy for this country. There's, there's no such thing as you said it. Um, first of all, I'm not in a competition with anyone. I absolutely know what God has given me. And a lot of what the Lord has given me, nobody will confirm it because it's not easy to say. So I'm not waiting, uh, to have six other people pop up with the same thing and then say, yes, you see, so it was confirmed everywhere else. So uh, God has been saying since 2020, I think in the middle of the year, two prophecies came, one in July, one in August. One is called war is coming and the other one is called prepare for war. And God was saying that America will surely have a violent civil war, a civil war that blood is going to run in the streets the way we always see it on TV when other people are bleeding from their civil wars, um, their civil conflicts. Um, and it would be a war where people in America would separate based on ideology. So this is why, um, it's definitely going to be rooted in politics. It's also going to be rooted in the way the government interacts with the citizens. And so he said that it would be rooted in ideology. That would be the starting point. People would not be able to have civil conversations with one another. People would not be able to find common ground. People would not be able, American will be unable to relate with American until basically people in their hearts will write off huge chunks of people. So racially, huge chunks of one race will just write off the other race and just be like, well, they're all this and they're all that. And, um, gender and different types of, um, you see the different wars that we're having, uh, in sexuality and things like that. People would find it's not real, but it would seem to people as if there's absolutely no point of commonality. And therefore, when you come to that point, where you feel you have no common ground with someone else, then whether that person lives or dies becomes very teeny tiny important to you. And so that's why this war will be so violent because people will literally feel that they are fighting against and eliminating trash. But basically he showed me that America would go into a brutal civil war, brother against brother, and the country is going to experience some um, almost it's going to be almost like the lockdown. The country will be locked down. And what I saw was foreigners fleeing. As far back as 2015, I wrote a very detailed email and the Lord told me to share this. I wrote a very detailed email and I sent it to about 50 people and about 40 of the people on that email were my family. 
So you might think, oh, I'm just sitting here and I dropped out of the sky. I have family. I'm connected to people. I speak to them. So I know what it is when your family listens to you. And I know what it is when your family does not listen. The majority of my family absolutely did not even respond to that email. It was like I had never sent an email at all. And yet the civil war is coming. People fleeing to South America, people fleeing to Africa, people going as far afield as Asia. I saw people racing into South America who are not even South American. And um, here with one of my dearest sister's permission, I will share um, two dreams that she had. This was many years ago, I think in 2014. I was sharing with her, this woman has been in my life forever, and I was sharing with her about the things that the Lord was starting to show me, them very concerning things. And I was trying to lead her to understand how important these things were. Now, I understand 2014 was a very long time away because this is 2022. But for me, the urgency was the same then as it is now. And I was trying to get her to understand and she wasn't understanding because she was saying, well, how can God do these things to America? And I finally had to say to her, People who want truth don't ask questions. People who want truth ask God, go to the Father and ask him to reveal these things that I'm saying to you. And she went away and within the period of three days, she had two dreams and she came back to me with those dreams and I will share those dreams now. Her first dream was that she dreamt there was no food in America. She said that it was the most devastating thing that she had ever seen. She said that um, she saw that McDonald's was costing over $100. And she said, this is an impossibility because I know the cost of a Happy Meal. But she said, a burger, a simple burger without the Coke and everything else was above $100. And she said, very few people could afford that food. That is so common right now. And she said, another thing that she saw is that people gathered around the trash in the McDonald's. And when a person who could afford the food was finished and would throw things away, people would then begin to fight over those scraps that are left on the tray or that are thrown into the trash. They would try to grab before the person put the leftovers in the trash. The second thing that she saw was that she said she saw Americans by night at the borders. And I've spoken of this before. She said she saw Americans at the borders and they were struggling with all their might to climb those impossibly high border walls. And I've prophesied to America and I've said, America, God said to tell you that the walls you have built will be your prison. As you built those walls to keep others out, you shall be held back by those walls and perish within them. She said that she saw a father struggling with all his might and he had managed to help the mother get over and they had gotten the more agile children over but now they were in they were stuck because they did not know how to get the smallest child who obviously has to be helped the whole way over that wall and she said to me it was by night and i could not believe that this was america and i've spoken in the prophecy saying that Americans who can make it will flee into South America. And I saw them sitting in the houses of Mexican people, crying, bawling, screaming to the point that their children who had never seen such emotion out of their parents were paralyzed. And I said that the older Mexicans really didn't have time for that because 
they're very practical people. So the older Mexicans were trying to find clothing for the children and trying to figure out in their small houses who's going to sleep where. It was the younger Mexi Mexicans who were better with English, who were taking time to try and comfort Americans who were crying. And I saw that Americans were heartbroken. They could not believe what had happened to their homeland. And they knew that they were in exile forever. They were never going home. And you will hear on the prayer call that God says, I will leave no remnant here. I will scatter them into the nations. And what God is saying there is this is the punishment for the slavery that America has done. Scattering God's people into the nations. And so God says that he will scatter Americans into the nations. And the remnant, meaning the ones who survive, that he holds, that he has mercy on. He said that the punishment for the living will be forever being asked to tell your story. So people will keep asking, what did you people do to anger the Lord of hosts in this way? How did you come to this point where you so enraged God? And God says, the people will be forced to tell their story again and again and again of how America was destroyed. God spoke to immigrants and he said, you thought you came here to retire. You thought that you came here to stay here forever. You thought that you would um, put down roots and this would be home. I will scatter you back to where you came from because I'm a merciful God. You will not stay here. You are not going to pay for America's sins with her. I will drive you out. And if I don't drive you out, I will allow the circumstances of life to squeeze you until you finally can't hold any on anymore and you leave yourself. I saw that the French and the British were extremely angry. You will hear it in the prayer call. The French were so indignant against you, America. They were enraged. And I've spoken about this in old prophecies, how I always see the French and they are so disdainful that a first world country, a world leader would allow itself to fall to civil war in this modern time. They were so angry because they were losing investments, they were losing money, they were losing assets. And so here is the amendment that this lady crossed out. She crossed it out completely. I, I mean, she scratched it out. She blotted it out until it was just a black scratched area. Amendment two is what it kept being call in, called in this dream. Amendment two. Now I know it's the second amendment, but it was referred to as amendment two. And here's one of the announcements that was being played all the time in that time when this second amendment will be gotten away with it will be removed completely it will not be there please hear me i'm not speaking of something that will happen today or next week that's what prophecy is it is speaking forth the times to come as revealed by the spirit of the lord here is the one of the announcements that was playing on that future ai that future ai voice Amendment 2 is hereby revoked by United States federal laws and ordinances. Amendment 2 shall henceforth and from this moment no longer apply in any of the United States territories and states here party to the U.S. Constitution. Amendment 2 is now outlawed. It is now illegal to possess any items previously guaranteed, protected, or referred to in U.S. Constitution, Amendment 2. Now, please excuse the noise. Now, these kinds of announcements will be very common in that, in the way the beast system will be done. 
It will be very, very common. We will be hearing a lot of information given publicly on a loop through um, multimedia, through screens, through audio advertising, just the way they announce that the train is coming or that a, a plane is landing at Terminal 2, Terminal 5. It will be like that. We will be listening to a lot of programming announcements and changes through this speaking AI. And the point of that, I, I have videos that explain very excellently what the point of the AI is, so I won't go into that. And so um, the second amendment to those who are foreign and don't understand, it's a simple sentence that protects America by giving her the right to form militias. In case the government goes rogue, the second amendment says that people can rise up and get rid of that rogue government they have the right to bear arms. They have the right to protect their property from unlawful search and seizure, from bear attacks, human attacks, thieves coming on the property, a corrupt government that tries to do overreach, and everything else under the sun. It's one sentence that says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But in that future that I am speaking to now, the one that we already set our feet on an unmovable path since 2020, Amendment 2 is not going to be a part of U.S. life. They're going to revise it. They're going to re-revise it. They're going to revise it some more. They're going to amend it further. They might take out one word in one year and then two more words in the second year. They're going to erode that simple sentence piece by piece they're going to make new laws on top of it that make certain parts of the Second Amendment inoperable or useless, prohibiting this part of it or that part of it until one day the amendment will be functionally useless. And then they will take it away altogether. Amendment 2 will become a crime for which, if you are caught breaking it, meaning that if you are part of any militia and you're caught, if you are part bearing any arms, or you're caught, you can lose your life under the new treason laws that are coming to America. And God was telling me, this part was when I woke up, God was telling me that the laws for treason in this country are going to be amended and stretched so far that they will cover a large body of crimes. I've been saying that they will tell you that your eyebrows, your eyebrows are too full and that you are breaching the hair law, and then they just jail you for an unimaginable amount of time. They will create new criminal subsets that have never existed before. It will be a micromanaging society, and in order to exist in that society, a lot of people are going to turn snitch. So if we're seeing that corporations are now amending terms of service and they're giving themselves so much extra power, like what PayPal has recently done, then don't be deceived that this government that also operates exactly like a corporate entity cannot do the same. They can and they will do the same because I've seen many times and even in this dream, I saw that America became a land known for an endless number of crimes against this state. They will start to talk about America in that time as if she's a real person. The state will be spoken about as if she's a woman that has feelings that can be hurt, as if she's a woman or a small child that can be 
endangered. Instead of being an intangible entity made us of uh, made up of us, the human beings, we are the ones who can be hurt by wrong laws. We are the ones who can be endangered by wrong laws. But America will be spoken about as if she is the victim of her own people and crimes, please listen, of things that you have only read in books. I have only read in books. They will be real crimes. And so God is saying here that arms of the rescue services, even the fire department, he said, will be given emergency powers so that they can detain people and block them. People sent to their homes and then spoilers will come in to spoil. And he says that it is the soldiers. It is the U.S. government. It is our own leaders that will be complicit in causing America to fall. And from that time onwards, America will have wars. So I have spoken that the United States is going to have a civil war. That every faction of the nation, transgender against straight and gay against straight and straight against each other, male against female, black against white, against the Asians who will be against the Mexicans who will be against whoever, children against elders, the government against the people, the people against one another, all of it will happen. And God said that the fabric of America will become very worn thin like an old shirt and begin to rip until it culminates in a civil war and the media is going to drive that civil war by simply bringing inflammatory content every time a black person fights a white person every time a woman slaps a man those things are going to be replayed and those pundits are going to sit and just say you know marjorie i just don't i just don't know how we've avoided a civil war this long and you can already hear that they've been doing that so they will continue doing that until one day the pot the boiling pot that all the world is watching right now and wondering what is wrong with us. It is going to tip over. Spiritual hatred is going to come into people's hearts. I've shared in the old videos that I saw that two college roommates, young people, freshmen, were given a room to share and one was from the alphabet life and the other wasn't and they couldn't see eye to eye. And one of them went to the college housing office and said, I cannot share a room with that thing anymore couldn't call another human being and simply say, oh, Jared and I can't get along. I think it would be better for us to be rehoused. They went to the housing office and said, I cannot be expected to share a room with that thing. And that is what will happen. Spiritual hatred, spiritual madness upon the population until wars erupts. And then he says, from that day forward, when Babylon is falling, when the leaders have sold her, she will have wars, and wars are determined upon you until the eventual capture and sack of Babylon by the Russians. The Lord said people will be running every which way, every direction. Fathers will be distracted to the point that they will run away and leave their children behind because of the pressure of the moment and because of people shouting in the street. And so there's a curious story in the Bible about how Israel went off in yet another ill-advised war. It is never good to go and fight war against other people when you are currently in a period of sin. It is better to be in a current of worship under a King Josiah or a King Hezekiah. Then you go and fight people because the hand of the Lord will favor you and you will come back victorious. But when you're in the midst of blatant sin, you're out here cutting people's body parts off and calling it gender reaffirming, whatever they call it. 
and just basically sanctioning everything that God hates. And then you want to go and fight people. It never works out well. Israel went off to do the same. She went against the Philistines and the Philistines really rallied themselves that day. And their captain is a man that I highly respect. I respect what the Philistine captain said in the Bible. He told them that you know of these people. Conduct yourself like men's, like men, and fight for your women and your children. That was a pep talk and a half. And the Philistines were like, oorah. And they went out and beat the living daylights out of Israel that day. And God had left them already because of their shenanigans. And they captured the ark. Now what happened at home is that Eli the priest was sitting and he had not wanted them to take the ark of the covenant into battle. But these were people who or idolatry had already started to creep in. And so they thought, no, we're going off to fight. And when we take the visible representation of God with us, then surely it will mean that God was in our midst. But God has a curious people habit of leaving people in fake religion. He will let you keep the edifice. He let them take the box. He just went off and he was not with them. And the box was taken. And when Eli heard it, and heard the noise of the people shouting when they were coming back. He thought that that shouting was victory, but he anxiously inquired to know what it was. He heard the people shouting, but the shouts turned out to be shouts of dismay because when the Ark of the Covenant is captured, they literally feel and experience Ichabod. God is left, the glory is gone. And so at the sound of the people shouting, Eli fell down and he was dead. And here is God using for those who say that God does not speak with scripture. He always speaks with scripture here. But if you don't know it, then you won't know what he's saying. And you will think that there's no scripture in the prophecy. God says that in the pressure of the moment when certain events happen here and at the sound of the people shouting, Fathers will run away and leave their children behind. And that is what war does. I shared in one of the recent videos about someone from the nation of Liberia who shared his story with me and told me that when he was an infant, rebels came upon their village suddenly, a sudden attack, just like Russia will suddenly attack to those who think that they can fight Russia when Russia comes at an unexpected time when your gun is not in your hands. Rebels came suddenly and they were sleeping. And at the sound of the people shouting, the noise of the attack, his family scattered. Everybody ran. The parents didn't run with the children. They didn't run as a cohesive unit with the bug out bags that have protein bars and water in them. They just fled because that is what instinct does. It will tell you move or die. And he said that his mother had gone very far into the forest and had paused to catch her breath and then realized that she left her baby back in the house, sleeping on the mat. And now this woman had to pluck her courage and creep back through that forest because no mother will leave an infant. She had to creep back through that forest and go and get that little boy. And he was telling the story as a grown man, not from memory, but from his mother's recollection of how she risked her life to save her infant child. And then the family had to wander to the next town and then look among all the displaced people trying to find one another before they finally found 
one another again. And that is what war does. When the Lord says that America will experience diaspora, it is only those who, as the Lord leads you, this is not a travel agency channel, as the Lord leads you and he will tell you what to do for your family. He will tell you where to go, when to go, if to go. These are not things that you can write me an email and ask me about because I'm not the one who's supposed to advise you on that. I say to people on this channel many times that you do God dishonor and you disrespect God a lot. And because you have not been properly taught, you don't know that you are disrespecting him. These, these prophecies drove me to God. They didn't drive me to a pastor. They didn't drive me to a prayer group or to email anyone. When I received these prophecies, I went right back to the person who owned the prophecies and I sought him in prayer for myself, for my family, for my future. Because I know that there's no human being on earth who can inform me of what to do better than the Lord. But people have the Holy Spirit with them right in their homes and they disrespect him and go quickly to the email to ask the human being in front of them, and what next and what now? He's right there. Draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Come to me, you're weary, you're heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls. Take up my yoke. It's not instant enough. Celestial can reply quickly and give me pointers. You are to go and press in the place of prayer. Many of you have forgotten what it is to press until you find God. You have forgotten what it means to tarry. Wait, wait, I say upon the Lord. America's too busy to wait. I need an answer now because I want to book the tickets and move to Maui or move to wherever. I need someone to quickly tell me where to go. It doesn't work like that. These things dishonor God so highly. Imagine, he says a friend that sticks closer than a brother and then you're skipping over him to go to flesh. What does the scripture say? Cursed is he who trusts in the arm of flesh. There's a reason that our God is unseen. There's a reason he told the disciples, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. Jesus was one man. He got tired. He went from town to town. He needed rest and he couldn't be everywhere at once. But the Holy Spirit can. And to think that you will overlook the Spirit of God to seek counsel of men. There will be diaspora in America, people fleeing everywhere, and may the Lord help the distracted fathers to remember to go back for their children, even when they hear the noise of the people shouting. And um, God spoke about Russia briefly, so let me bring that in. The Lord said that Russia is very merciless in warfare. They are very merciless when it comes to warfare, and they move in formation like ants doing their drills. Now, I saw that when civil war broke out in America, Vladimir Putin was so amused by this and he was laughing. And I've seen this several times. Every time God shows the prophecy, even from 2021, shows America fighting itself. I had a vision where I saw uh, China and Russia, President Xi and President Putin, and they were laughing so much. They were trying to toast each other, right? So they each had a glass. They were trying to clink and say cheers. But they were laughing so much that they actually couldn't get the toast done Uh the Chinese president was actually laughing and, and leaning on the Russian pres president's shoulder. You know, when someone tells a joke and you're just falling on them, they were like that and they couldn't make the toast. 
And this is what I saw. I saw that Putin was highly amused watching this. And as this man was laughing, the Lord said, I punish the wicked with the wicked. Russia will be the punishment for America because Russia will be wicked to America for the full extent of America's own wickedness, her sins, and her continued defiance against the Lord. So the Lord was saying that when America becomes gripped in her civil war, in her turmoil, that's when Russia is going to finalize its moves to come against this country. And so this is something that I will just call um, flexibleness in prophecy. I'm not saying that prophecy could be either or. It's not been my experience that, that it is. But I noticed that many people feel that prophecy must be either or. So it's like, well, which one is it? Is America going to have a tsunami or is America going to have a war? Which one is it? Is it going to be we're going to have a civil war or Russia's going to come? And I'm I'm looking at people saying these things. And then I look in the book of Revelation and there's locusts, fallen angels, the pit, the angel that has two legs, one leg in the sea, one leg. And then there's there's um, taking the mark and then there's the evil sore. And then the seas are boiling and all the animals are being taken away. And and there's a ton of things. The sun is going black. The moon is, is hiding. The earth is in darkness. The stars, which are the fallen angels, are falling. I'm seeing all of this in one book. And I am able to have the understanding that basically when the book of Revelation kicks off, the only thing that may not happen is that all our teeth won't fall off in our lap like in those horrible movies. That's the only thing that may not happen. But every other conceivable, horrible, unbearable, painful thing, war, rumors of wars, false prophets, deception, the persecution of the church, martyrdom, people being put into jail. Some of you will be put into jail and suffer persecution 10 days for my sake. All this stuff is happening. And yet I am facing a church that's asking me, well, which, which one is it? Which one is it? When America has worn itself out, made itself so weak, when everything is broken down and the people are so tired of fighting themselves, Russia is going to march in here and just go, and the country will be ready to fall over. God said that you don't fight your enemy when he's strong and secure and having, um, and, and saying, oh, we've increased the budget from $66 fulfillion for military spending to $900 fulfillion for military spending. No, you come in when your enemy's defenses are down, when he's fainting. God says that's the time to strike. And I saw Russia and America like two big wrestlers. I mean like two sumo wrestling wrestlers squaring off, fighting and slamming each other. But one wrestler failed very early. He was tired, he was worn out, and he easily succumbed early to the other wrestler. I saw two types of blood in America, blood that was cut out of this nation from a very brutal civil war. And then I saw more blood drawn at the point of a merciless attack by Russia in the end times. 